Blog Talk Radio. And I Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to Help for HD Live today. Uh, this show is made possible by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, today, and today we're live. Um, and we're going to talk about suicide prevention. Um, it is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. This week is actually National Suicide Prevention Week. And yesterday was World Suicide Prevention Day. So we're going to take some time today to kind of talk about that. Before we get started, though, I um, want to also um, recognize that today is September 11th, which is a huge day in our history. Um, you know, a lot of lives were lost today. Thousands of lives were lost today and thousands more affected um, by what happened on September 11th, 2001. So I just want to take a moment um, to honor uh, 9-11 and the people who lost their lives and lost their loved ones and just um, take a moment of silence to um, to honor them. Okay, so we're going to get started. With the live show, there is a chat. Um, so if anybody has questions, you're welcome to put questions down uh, in the chat on the page. Let me get started here. So when I originally was asked to do this show, um, I was going to get a professional to come on and kind of talk to us about suicide and depression and what it is. Um, and then I made the decision that I was going to talk about it, one, because um, I'm diagnosed with depression, um, I'm a caregiver, and I'm also somebody who's tested positive for HD. And we have dealt with a lot of suicide in our community in the last year, um, both from patients and from caregivers. And I really wanted to recognize that and, you know, really make sure that People know that they're not alone. I know that you feel really alone with depression and suicide, and I just really wanted to give resources. I wanted to be able to talk about depression seriously. Um, you know, this is this is a safe space. So this is it. No words are off limits. Talk about suicidal thoughts, whatever we need to. Um, and so I, you know, I really wanted to do it from the the perspective of somebody who actually suffers from it. Uh, so when I decided to do this show, I decided to kind of do a little bit of research on depression. I know quite a bit about it, but I decided to go ahead and do some research too because there are different types of depression, right? And we tend to think that one depression is worse than the other, but it's n not necessarily the case. 
each one deals with different um, symptoms sometimes. Um, and yeah, I mean, one can be worse than the other, but we still can treat it either way. Um, you know, all of the depressions can deal with suicidal thoughts and uh, suicide attempts. So it's, it's, we don't want to downplay any of it, right? I personally, um, for my personal story, I'm just going to tell you guys kind of what I've been through. Um, you know, I've dealt with with situational depression. Um, you know, when I got tested for Huntington's when I was 20, I definitely went through a depressive episode. Um, it was really hard, and I had a lot of anxiety along with that, which makes the depression so much worse. But that was definitely situational depression. It was because of what was going on. I've had other situations in my life, uh, you know, that have made uh, my depression worse. Um, I have been diagnosed with major depression, so my depression tends to be there all the time. And for me, it's like this underlying, um, it's just this underlying, not sadness. Sometimes it's just numb, but it's it's always there, even when I'm at my happiest. And I tried to explain this to my husband one day, that even when I'm at my happiest, I can still have a thought that goes through my head like, well, my family's happy, everything's going fine, this would be the perfect time. And that's depression talking. Um, you know, obviously that's that's not good, um, but it happens, right? Like I get those thoughts. That's not out of the norm for me to get those thoughts. Um, the difference in getting thoughts and actually having a suicidal plan or being suicidal, I mean, there is a difference. Um, that's another conversation I've had with somebody is, you know, what's the difference between suicidal thoughts and and actually being suicidal? Well, suicidal thoughts, you have deaths come through your mind, right? Like you can think of, gosh, today would be a great day for for me to go because of whatever reason. Um, it'll hit you out of nowhere. You can think of different ways. But when you're actually suicidal, when you're to the point that you are ready to give up, you have a plan. And um, and it's just, it's like that next step of it. Uh, I've been there. I've had a suicide attempt. I um, have been at my lowest point. I've been self-destructive. I've, I've been through that. Um, and I know how tough it is to pull yourself out of it. You know, the other thing about depression is, especially if you're suffering from a chronic depression or a major depression or bipolar, is that, um, sometimes it, it doesn't go away, but it kind of becomes dormant for a little while, and then it'll peek its head back out and really get you. And um, people tend to forget that, that it's not gone. It's just kind of taking this little vacation for a little bit of time, but it's always there, and it's always going to come back. So how do we, you know, in the community combat that? How do we deal with depression? Um, how do we deal with with these suicidal thoughts? Well, big thing is, you know, realizing, and this is probably the hardest thing because I'm a person who I um, I think that I have to have everything like in control. That I am supposed to be the strong person, and I can't have anything wrong. And um, 
you know, I've got to give this this face of everything's fine, right? And I've learned over time that you can't always do that, right? You've got to be real. Because if you're always showing this this face of everything's okay and you never show your depression, then you never realize that there are other people who are dealing with it too and they're right there and they're and you're able to talk to them and you won't reach out, right? Because you think everybody else has it together. But that's not the case. People are always going through things and if we're honest about our depression and we're honest about our suicidal thoughts and how we feel, then we have people who will reach out to us too because I know when we're in the middle of it, it's really hard to reach out to other people, right? Like I have a really hard time just sitting there just going, okay, well, I'm feeling really bad. I need to go and talk to somebody. No, I feel bad. I just kind of want to be in on myself. I don't want to talk to anybody. So how do we combat that? Well, we get really honest with ourselves and say, okay, if I feel this way, I need to speak up, whether it's to um, a friend and say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really bad right now. I really just need to get out of the house. You don't even need to talk to them. You just need to get out of the house. Hey, you want to go and get a drink? Hey, do you want to go to the mall? Hey, do you want to go and do this? And just being honest, saying, I'm, I'm just not feeling myself right now, and I, I need to get out. Can you go with me? Or, you know, stopping and saying to somebody, um, you know, I'm not feeling well, suffer from depression, and I'm just having a hard time and just being honest about it. And you'll find that people will be willing to listen because a lot of times people are going through similar situations. And, again, it's just that we as a community, as a society, tend to think that we have to have this brave face all the time, right? We've got it all together. Well, we don't. Nobody has it all together. Everybody is dealing with stresses in life. Um, HD community, for sure, is dealing with a lot more stress. Um, but, you know, there are people out in, this, out in this world who are dealing with other diseases, right? Cancer are very prominent in our society, and people deal with it every day. And so you never know who may be suffering from depression as well. And by speaking up, you could be helping them too. And so that's something to consider um, when you start feeling really down and you feel like you need to talk to somebody. Feel free to reach out. You know, um, I'm always available. If somebody tells me that they're not feeling well, you want to talk to me and vent, I will either listen or if you want me to give advice, I'll do my best, but I don't know everything because I'm certainly not a doctor, but I'm happy to listen and I'm happy to, you know, share my experiences. So um, I just really want to put that out there that we, we, as the ones who are suffering from depression, we've got to be willing to speak up because otherwise, you know, it doesn't get better. Well, what are some other ways that we can make it get better? Some other ways to make it get better. Um, one of the things that I've learned is that therapy is extremely helpful. I, I am not of the opinion that only medication works. I think that medication is a great tool. I think that we need to treat medication for um, depression and anxiety and everything, just like we would for blood pressure or anything else. So I think it's great to have medication for our conditions, but I think that we have to take it a step further and we have to look at therapy. And the reason is because Therapy helps with kind of changing our our perspective, right? And it also gives us tools on how to cope. Um, so one of the things that I learned from my therapist was I would have thoughts run through my head, and they it would cause a snowball effect for me. So it would make my depression get so much worse because of the snowball effect from these thoughts. 
And my therapist sat me down and she said, okay, so what you need to do is when this thought comes into your head, you need to think to yourself and tell yourself this isn't true. Because what's the one thing that we know? Depression lies, right? Depression makes us think the worst of ourselves. So the best way to combat that is to, when we have those thoughts, remember that these are lies. You know, our brain is playing tricks on us, and these are lies. And so learning to identify which ones are lies and which ones are truths and and um, and being able to let those thoughts pass rather than continue to build. And my therapist was extremely helpful in this, and it's one of the best ways that I've learned to kind of um, let things go and not obsess because uh, I would obsess over thoughts. And I would start feeling guilty because I thought, oh, man, I'm crazy. Here I am, and and I think this, but I know it's not right, but I'm still thinking it. What kind of horrible person am I? Right, and it's that snowball effect, and then all of a sudden you feel even worse about yourself. Well, that's what depression does; it lies to us. And if we can learn a way to kind of combat that and kind of cope with those thoughts, that's the best thing to do. So I strongly recommend seeing a therapist if you are experiencing depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, I do think that it's very helpful. It was very helpful for me. Um, and then I just kind of want to address two different things here. So. We have, we've had suicide in the community in the last year, had patients, and we've had caregivers. And I want to address that they are different. Um, you know, we're both dealing with Huntington's, right, but in a different way. The person with Huntington's has a different perspective than what a caregiver would have. And so I think that we have to look at how we would treat those differently. You know, either way, we would want the person to reach out, but they're not always going to, especially caregiver. Caregiver caregiver is one of the toughest people because they're dealing with with taking care of somebody um, with HD. Um, And a lot of times they don't reach out. And so it's best for us to reach out if we can, if we see that this person is struggling. So, you know, there are always cues. Um, But how do we deal with, depression as a person who has tested positive for HD or as a person who is symptomatic with HD. You know, it's tough. Um, A lot of times I know I, again, I don't want to reach out. I know my dad doesn't want to reach out um, because you feel like you're this horrible person for, for having thoughts and um, you're not, you know, and, we have to treat it, we have to treat depression this, the same way we would blood pressure. If you feel down, you know, you go see your doctor, you talk to somebody um, and see how you can treat it. Because depression is treatable. Um, you know, and there's different types of depression. Again, we have situational depression that is linked to, you know, you're depressed in this moment of a situation that's making things worse for you. There's major depression, which is considered a depressive episode uh, lasting for longer than two weeks um, that, uh, um, you know, you're feeling depressed most days. You have chronic depression where that continues longer than two weeks. You have bipolar disorder where, um, and there are different types of bipolar disorder. So, you know, and that type of depression, I mean, is, is a whole other beast. But 
my point is, no matter which type of depression you have, there is a way to treat it. Um, so when you start feeling suicidal, um, don't think that it's the end because it's not. I know it feels like it's the end. I feel I know it feels like it's never going to get better. So what's the point? But it does get better. Um, you just have to wait it out. You have to get that help. Um, so one of the things I'm going to share with you guys today is some uh, resources that I have. Now, there are a lot of organizations out there um, <clears throat> that deal with depression and anxiety and mental health. Um, to Write Love on Our Arms happens to be one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> and they always have some really good blog posts that are very helpful for me. But I wanted to recognize two other ones uh, that I feel have been extremely helpful um, in that I feel like the Huntington's community could benefit. And the first one is the National Alliance on uh, Mental Illness. It's called NAMI. And they um, always do a campaign every year for Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the things I love is I'm on their page right now, and it says, suicidal thoughts, much like mental health conditions, can affect anyone regardless of age, gender, or background. In fact, suicide is often the result of an untreated mental health condition. Suicidal thoughts, although common, should not be considered normal and often indicate more serious issues. So they've got information and resources, crisis resources, everything on their page. Um, and, like, one of the things that they have on their page is know the warning signs and risk factors of suicide. They have a helpline. Um, the National Suicide Hotline, obviously, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Um, NAMI also has a way for you to text if you're uncomfortable talking on the phone. You can text NAMI at 741-741, and they will text you back, and you can talk that way as well. Um, but they just have on their page, and I, I just love NAMI. I absolutely love them. One of the reasons I love them is not only do they do the National Suicide Prevention Awareness, but they also do crisis intervention training, and they train our law enforcement, um, you know, on how to deal with mental health and mental illness. And here in North Carolina, NAMI has really stepped up and um, included Huntington's disease in their um, training for crisis for law enforcement with the crisis intervention training that they do. So I have a lot of respect for them. Uh, I think they're doing wonderful things. They also have walks. They have, um, you know, uh, all kinds of resources, just tons, of, tons and tons of stuff. Um, so I am going to link their website and their Suicide Prevention Awareness Month page to our show page so you can access it. I'll do that after the show. Um, also, the other one that I wanted to recognize is um, uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So I love that they have these darkness walks. Um, they're just, you know, I always see posts on my Facebook uh, about um, about the things that they're doing. And I just really, really love them. I think that they're really great. Um, on their National Suicide Prevention Week page, you can um, 
they've got options of watching, sharing your story, reading their blogs, how you can take action, what their calendar of events is, and they also have a resources page. So, um, you know, in my free time, especially if I'm feeling down, like one of the things I have to do is find a way to bring me back up, right? How do I distract myself from from suicidal thoughts? How do I distract myself when depression takes me down? Well, um, a lot of times I try to find positive affirmations. I find that, um, you know, I know people are, are they think memes are silly or whatever, but a lot of those memes, those positive affirmations really, really help when you're depressed because you're you're telling yourself, you're reading it to yourself and you're like, okay, I need to remember this. Um, you know, I have some saved on my phone that are, that are special and I think that that's extremely helpful um, to have that. The other thing that I found is listening to music that is more upbeat and having like a, it's a playlist that, um, I have a strong women play playlist, so it's basically, um, you know, all these songs from from amazing strong women that I can listen to and kind of get myself back into this mindset of okay, I I'm strong, I can do this, um, which is really hard to do, but I found that music really helps. But if you are at a point that you feel that you need to reach out, um. You know, you can always call 911. You can call the um, 1-800-273-TALK line. You can do the 741-741 to text if you feel that you don't want to talk on the phone. Um, these are all options. Um, I'm trying to actually find. So there is... Um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention also has some other links. It would be a Veterans Crisis Line, um, Sexual Assault Line, a Teen Line. They have a list of all kinds of stuff for anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder. Like their resources page has everything, cutting, um, eating disorders, emotional health, schizophrenia, stress, suicide prevention. So really, they've got a lot of resources on their page that's more than just that hotline. And so maybe, you know, in your free time, um, you look at that. But something else that um, that may be beneficial is, um, you know, I believe HDSA offers teletherapy now. I know HD Reach was going to start offering it as well. So that's always an option in the Huntington's community. Um, for younger people, uh, I do want to point out uh, the National Youth Alliance. I think that for me, when I tested positive for HD, uh, the National Youth Alliance saved my life. Um, I went, it, my life was a roller coaster, and I um, didn't know how I was going to deal with everything. And, uh, you know, I, it was just really tough um, after testing positive. Uh, and I met this great group of people. I, I decided to go to my very first convention, and um, I met these amazing people in the National Youth Alliance. And just the support that they provided um, really helped me realize I'm not alone in this journey with HD. You know, and they're all dealing with a similar situation. It's not the same. Everybody is different. So each is a, a different situation, but it's similar, right? So we're going through similar things. 
and it really helped to to save my life. I can honestly say that. Um, so if you're in the United States and you're looking for support as a, anybody from 9 to 29, definitely look into the National Youth Alliance. And one of the great things is we're on Facebook, right? So you can always contact somebody um, on there and know that, that you've got other people who understand if you're having a hard time with being a caregiver for your mom or dad. Um, somebody gets it because they're doing it too. Um, you know, and it it's just a really great resource. You have HDEO, which is a global organization for youth. Um, they're doing amazing things across just everywhere. And I'm just uh, so impressed with their reach and with the way that they're helping young people. And um, and I think that's really important because, you know, I found out about, about HD when I was 15, and um, it was hard to um, – to know, right? And as a teenager, you just, it's just more emotional. So I think that we as teenagers also have, a, you know, a hard time, uh, even more so, with dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts and speaking up about it. So HDEO is a great group, uh, National Youth Alliance, obviously. Um, Our Odyssey, which Seth Rotberg has recently begun, um, seems to be an amazing group of people as well and really connecting people not just in the HD community but in the rare disease community. So you can actually reach out to other people who deal with rare diseases who, you know, they're dealing with with similar situations as well. Um, so they're a great resource as well, I think, um, as far as reaching out and needing to talk to somebody. Um, again, you can always reach out to us and, you know, you can reach out to me if, if you're feeling suicidal. Um, I'm happy to talk. Um, you can always go to the different websites. Definitely check out, and I'll put these resources up on the show page, but definitely check out To Write Love on Her Arms, the great uh, nonprofit organization, American Su- Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and NAMI. Um, and one of the other ways, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll stop talking here soon, and I'm sure hearing one person talk is it's not as interesting, but one of the other ways that I've found um, to kind of deal with my depression is we have to find ways to cope, right? We have to, whether it's the Huntington's or something else in our life, finding ways to cope is, is how we make it through. And the way that I originally found to cope was to get very involved in the Huntington's community. So I first started off with fundraising. Um, then I would um, get into advocacy because I got angry over the fact that uh, we didn't have the same rights as, as others when it came to um, disability. So, you know, that, that made me mad. And so I took that on as a project. And then I went to law enforcement education, and I've done research and all kinds of stuff. But And, and I do it for the Huntington's community, yes, but I also do it because it is a great way to cope with my depression and with um, living with Huntington's, you know, as a caregiver and as somebody who's tested positive but isn't symptomatic yet, um, it's it's just a great way to cope. But it doesn't even have to be the Huntington's community. Find something that is your passion. Find something that you can immerse yourself in, and it will help you cope. You know, um, it it could be uh, NAMI. It could be you know work with them. It could be 
working with animals. Um, it could be a number of things, but find a passion and, and really immerse yourself in it. And I promise that it will help with dealing with depression and the suicidal thoughts and helping you get from that, those critical moments of really being down and, and um, in the hole is what I'd say, or feeling like you're drowning. Um, and just kind of immersing yourself in the in your passion for a while will get you back up a little bit. And it's that distracting, um, you know, to get you to the next moment. Um, so I think those are, are, are my suggestions. Again, I'm not a doctor, but um, I do suffer from depression and, and I do deal with it. And, um, you know, <laughs> I had a friend who said, today, you know, she doesn't always think about whenever she she is dealing with suicidal thoughts. She doesn't think about the hotline. And she's right, I don't either. But I do now, after, you know, going to therapy and after um, just learning how to deal with my depression and deal with suicidal thoughts, I do now reach out. Um, and I do tell if I, I am down. And again, I find those positive affirmations. I um, try to find something good. Um, a lot of times it's my daughter now. A lot of times, you know, my my Zoe will um, help keep me together. Um, but it's just finding those things, those those little things. Okay, is it is it your dog? Is it your pet? Is it a positive affirmation? Is it a music? Is it just something to immerse yourself in? Finding those ways to kind of pull yourself back up from from drowning um, in the depression and the suicidal thoughts. Um, so again, I'll have resources up on the page. I want you guys to know you're not alone um, in dealing with this. Totally okay to feel the way that you do, and it's totally okay to reach out and, and get help. And um, I know that feeling of, gosh, I must be a failure if if I need help. And you're not. We all need help. We all need it at some point, and it's okay to ask for it. Um, even those of us who feel like we have to be strong all the time. We still need help. And that's probably the hardest thing I have ever had to learn in my life is that I need help too because I've always felt like I needed to keep it together um, for everybody else. So but know that everybody needs help and it's okay to need it. It's okay to reach out. Thinking of you guys, love you guys, um, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.